Hello, welcome to the Claim the Stage podcast. How are you? Thanks for tuning in. I'm Angela Lucier. I'm your host. I'm also an author, speaker, and CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, a network of speaking clubs for women who want to discover, awaken, and create their voice through the art of public speaking. And you are listening to Claim the Stage. This podcast is all about public speaking, all about helping women find their voice through various interviews and tips and questions and answers and stories and sometimes my cat shows up. It's just crazy. On today's episode, I interview Susanna Baum, who is a speech coach in Montreal, and she is sharing how to get to the heart of your message. And I want to mention that if you listened to last week's episode with Joel Schwartzberg about how to make a point that sticks, that is a perfect primer for today's episode. And if you haven't listened yet, just try to listen soon. I think putting these two episodes back to back is is really great because you get a, a really well-rounded look at how to put together a topic or a talk that hits the mark and isn't overloaded. I call it overfilling your burrito. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I always overfill my burrito. I can never fold that thing. It's just like a big pile on a plate. <laughs> and you don't want your talk to be like that. So on, on today's show, Susanna shares some great tips on how to really get to the heart of the message and filter out the rest that doesn't matter. And I think it can be so hard to do that, especially if you want to come across as an expert, you want people to see you as a leader in your field who really has that experience and background to share. But sometimes when you put too much information, it leaves your audience scratching their head and unsure of what to do next. So I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to let you listen to Susanna, who's a total master on this subject. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Claim the Stage podcast. This morning, I have an amazing guest. We're going to be talking about finding the heart of your message with Susanna Baum. We just connected recently and found out we have so much in common in terms of being shy when we were kids and then picking up public speaking and learning a lot about ourselves and also figuring out that we have a love for speaking and now taking that work other people to help them also build that skill. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about how to get to the heart of your message. And it's cool because this is happening one week after I interviewed Joel Schwartzberg about how to make a point that sticks. So if you listen to these two episodes together, I think you'll get a lot of value. So let me tell you a little bit about Susanna before we jump into our interview. Susanna is a presentation skills specialist, executive speech coach, and speaker, and she helps entrepreneurs, business professionals, and experts unleash their ultimate speaking potential. With more than a decade of experience in the public speaking field, Susanna teaches both new and experienced speakers how to create and deliver structured, engaging, and powerful presentations, allowing them to step out in front of audiences with confidence, build their careers and businesses, and stand out as a leader that they are. Her passions include chocolate, obviously, stylish shoes that can be comfortably worn throughout a full day training course. <laughs> the search continues. If you're a speaker, that makes a lot of sense to you. And hearing the stories of how her clients nailed their presentations. Susanna is the 2018 president of the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers, the Montreal chapter, and a member of the Global Speakers Federation. Susanna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Angela. Um, I'm excited to have you here today. We have a lot to talk about. I want to say hello to everyone watching on Facebook as well. If you have questions for her, definitely uh, post them into the comment box and I will ask them for you before the interview is over. So before we jump into 
all the great information you're going to share today. Tell us, I know I mentioned a little bit in your introduction, but how did you get into this field? It's a great story, Angela. I got into this field because uh, like you, I was terrified of public speaking. Uh, growing up, I was very shy. I was very reserved. I was always kind of the, the wallflower. And, um, and it only became as I started working uh, that I realized that this was something that not only did I have to get over, but I, I, if I had any aspirations to do anything in my career, I had to feel more comfortable speaking. And um, I, I put it off as long as possible. I had a boss. So when I was working in, uh, in another life, I was working in the marketing department of an IT company. And it was my boss who had said to me that I had to start speaking up because I kept avoiding it at our company meetings i was supposed to represent the marketing department and i kept saying you do it you do it you do it i never wanted to do it and until it really started showing up in uh lack of growth and lack of direction that he say you really got to get a hold of this or we can't move you anywhere else in this company so i actually started um i joined toastmasters and i was there for eight years and i was also part of toastmasters because a cousin of mine in california had been experiencing a lot of career growth. He was in sales and uh, a lot of career growth. He was winning all these awards and trips to Hawaii and trips to Tahoe. And he came to me and he said, this is where you need to be if you, if you wanna go further in life. So after Toastmasters, it was really a matter of, of finding my way in there. But once I, I, you know, you hit the right group with the right set of people and the right environment and something just, clicked about six to nine months into it something clicked and I just knew that this is where I wanted to go what do you think is the number one greatest benefit you you've acquired from public speaking well for me it's uh for what I do now now I'm a public speaking and presentations trainer I'm, a, I'm an executive speech coach when I walk into my clients companies or I work with someone I, I get to learn about so many different industries and yet at the same time, I'm always kind of on my own, right? I'm always doing this. And, and every day I learn and I realize that this is the only one thing that I would want to be doing. And there's so much, there is so much joy and reward in watching someone else as they realize that they have just, like they've nailed it. They've nailed it in front of their audience, especially when it's someone who came to me with so many reservations and so many hesitations and, and doubts about themselves and where we could sort of reframe things, put them in this position where they can showcase themselves. And then, you know, it, it's transformational. And, and I love seeing that happen in other people. I totally agree. I think that is such a fun process to be a part of. And it's like, how many professions have that, that kind of like, cool transformation attached yeah. to it yeah to be able to witness it is really special yeah. so you you help people with all different parts of the process of putting together a speech and becoming a better speaker why do you set, spend so much time on messaging okay so it's a great question at the beginning um at the beginning of my career doing this i really focused a lot more on the delivery because that's what people were asking it was it was a matter of delivery and confidence so i would get the call and people would say susanna i i'm so nervous i can't do it or it's my voice my body language i'm fidgeting i need help with that and then after a, a couple of years of just focusing there i started to realize that that all of all of those delivery pieces the confidence pieces i mean that they're, they're real but they're all a product of not 
being confident about what you're saying and the confidence in your content and how the content is reaching the audience. So very often, as I'm sure you've sat through hundreds of presentations, which is just one speaker, like throwing a lot of information at you. Just it's, I like to call it the information dump. They just tell you everything they want you to know, and then uh, you sort it out for yourself and they're done, yeah. right? And, and so as an audience member, you're sitting there going, why is this relevant? Like, why, why should I care? This is not interesting. This has been a waste of time. So what I found is that when we put aside or at least park the issues of delivery and, and confidence and really focus on creating a strong, structured message that really will resonate with the audience, that will engage them in, and be meaningful to them, then you can approach, you as the speaker can approach this audience from a much stronger position. And all of a sudden those delivery issues and the fidgets, sometimes they kind of fall by the wayside because you're no longer, you're no longer as concerned because now you're focusing on the audience and the message and delivering the value to them and less about what's going on inside you. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some of the different ways that people can get to the heart of their message. But before we do that, can you share some of the common messaging problems people get into when they're crafting a talk? Yeah, well, here's, here's one issue that I just came up with yesterday with one of my uh, one clients, a brand new client. He said, uh, he showed me a script. He said, what's really important is that I engage the audience. So I have a bunch of videos. I'm going to ask a question and then we're going to do an exercise. And, and, and I said, okay, well, that's great because they are all components of engaging your audience. But I think people, we, we sometimes get confused about what the word engage means. And it isn't necessarily forcing your audience to answer your questions or raise their hands, or it doesn't require you to show videos and put all sorts of multimedia in. It's really about creating a message that is relevant to them. And if you can speak to them and really put out you know, what, what is the issue that we're facing and now what are we going to do about it and how can we all be involved in the process, really including them and connecting with them that way, that's what engages an audience. So while we're looking sometimes for bells and whistles that give us the magic engagement, um, the engagement really rests still in how, what are you saying to this audience and how are you saying it in a way that will make them lean forward and go, okay, this this is relevant to me, so I'm going to listen. Because that's what's engaging the audience. Do you have any tricks for figuring out how to, to know what's relevant and what's not? Well, first, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's super important to always know who is it that you're speaking to. What do they already know about your topic? What do they already think about your topic? Um, because, for instance, if you're coming in just with a business presentation and you're talking about how... Um, you know, we haven't made our commissions. I had one client who was an executive director of sales at a pharma company, and she had to get in front of her, her 120 salespeople and talk about how they didn't make their targets, therefore they didn't make their commissions. I mean, there was no sense in her coming out there and giving like this rah-rah inspirational message. The issue was they didn't make their targets, they didn't make their commissions. So now, you know, recognizing that and talking about that, and now how can we move forward as a team and make sure that we put, you know, tools in place to get us forward. So I find that it's very important not only to, to know your audience, know what they're thinking and what they're feeling, um, but, but to address it, even the negative stuff. So for me, before I go into any training, I will 
try to interview a few of the people on the phone. I will send out a survey to get a sense of who they are, how they self-assess themselves in presentations, and what their work life is like. It's, it's, a, short, it's a short survey, it's a five minute thing, but it gives me a lot of insights on how, how do I understand what their life is like before I can come in and talk about it. What if you're speaking at a conference? and you don't have access to who will be in your audience. How do you prepare for that? Okay, so here's, here's my thought on the conference, because you're right, you don't know who's going to show up in your room. We can only assume that if you're at a conference and let's say a breakout session, people are coming to it because they're interested in the topic, right? So then there would be a very generic, um, common goal that some people have. So for instance, what you and I do, if someone is, is coming to my, um, my breakout session, I know that they are interested in um, creating better presentations. I know that they're already giving presentations or they want to get out in front of their audiences more often. So how can they do it and, and do it in a way that's very audience centric? How can they present in an audience centric way that is meaningful to the audience? And yet still at the same time, how can they be the best speaker that they could be at that moment? Right. So I always, you know, when I'm working with someone, I work with the speaker and their own personal goals to just, you know, look like a superhero in front of their audience. And then at the same time, how do you deliver that generic message that, that you're an expert in, um, in a way that, that, you know, grabs their attention, that, that, that addresses what they need. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it can be so hard to get to the heart of a message? Um, you know, I think it's tough because we, we want to say so much, right? There's, I mean, you know, especially if you're given, whether you're given an hour or half an hour or, you know, 20 minutes or five minutes, there's so much when given the floor that maybe we want to just keep like throwing it out at our audience because we want to share. Yeah. So it's about training yourself first to really, you know, yeah, um, a speaker friend of mine once said to me, his best advice, and I say this to all of my clients, she said, you know, there's always so much we want to say in our presentation, so many stories we want to share, so many funny jokes, because they're funny, but what if it doesn't, what if it doesn't fit in that particular presentation? So she said to me, what you have to do is take out all of your stories, take out all of your examples, and audition them back in. So with the time that you have, with the message that you're trying to put forth, how can you, how can you build the supporting material around that? So I find the focus is one, one place that we get a little bit lost because we want to share so much. Um, another, another problem with getting to the heart of the message is sometimes we don't want to address some of the more, you know, the elephant in the room, let's say, like my client who had to get up there and talk about, you know, you didn't make your your number, so you didn't make your bonus. When we first started working together, she her initial script was, you know, she had quotes from Sir Winston Churchill, and she was trying to get into this raw, raw, you know, we'll do it next year thing. But what we really needed to do was address the elephant in the room. We didn't make the numbers. You didn't make your commissions. But then how do we move forward in a very positive way together so that next year we can make it happen? You know, so for me, it's, it's about finding the focus. It's about um, it's, it's about, uh, creating that message and, and addressing the problem. And it's also, finally, it's the third thing is, um, 
being less concerned about yourself, like less presenter centric. How do you feel? How, you know, how are they going to see you and more audience centric? What do they need to hear? And when we can shift our mindset away from, you know, that inner dialogue of, oh, I hope I don't mess up and I hope I don't look stupid up there and I hope it comes across and I hope they like me, shift that away and shift more into, you know, what value can I bring towards this audience? What do they need to hear? And what is the ultimate, like, if I had to just drill it down to one sentence, what is that one thing I want them to leave with? And once you get clear on that, the messaging really, you, it, it can flourish out of that, but you need that focus first. Do you have a format you recommend to your clients about once you've got that one sentence or message in place, how to then create a talk around it? Yes, yes. Actually, I have a whole course around it. So <laughs> thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> I have a whole course around it. It's called Create a Signature Speech That Sells. I, I put it together in 2014. So it's almost, uh, it's almost four years old, but it's, it's a going concern because it's a, it's a framework that lists almost in a step-by-step -step format how to build the speech from the introduction to identifying the problem to narrowing it down to that one sentence, um, how to establish your key points, the recap, the call to action, the, the right kind of conclusion. So it, it outlines the steps and it also outlines how to get to the steps. So once you've asked yourself the questions and you're clear now on the value you wanna bring, you're clear on that, that value statement, then, you know, you're right. You have to move into, you know, now I have to do the work. I have to create the speech. So this is my formula that creates the speech. And in every corporate training I do and every coaching engagement I do, this, it comes with me. I call it, I call it the diamond speech structure flowchart uh, or just the diamond because um, it's more memorable because it's, it's the diamond, you know, but it's, uh, it literally comes with me with every coaching engagement because you know, I have to show it to my, my clients because I say, this is how, you know, the structure in my mind, the way I teach speech structure, this is how it works. So every question I'm going to ask you and every piece that we're going to put in will fit into this structure. And if it doesn't fit, then it's not the right piece for this speech, right? There's some, some uh, one of my client yesterday who had all the videos that he wanted to share for his engagement. And, um, and I said to him, you know, it's just because he had four videos in a 10 minute speech, four videos. And I was like, okay, first let's narrow it down. Right. And, and he wanted to use a video cause it, it's so funny and it adds humor. And, and I said, but this is not the right video for your message, but you know, I'll give you hope that you don't have to kill it. You just have to leave it for another speech. Right. It doesn't fit in this one. So um, you have a measuring stick you use when you're trying to decide what stays and what goes. Well, a measuring stick that I hit people with, right? Bad speech. Yeah, Bad obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a measuring stick with what, you know what? It, it's an organic process, right? Once we sit down with the diamond um, and we start working through this process, it, it you know, between the both of us, it, uh, it, the ideas come because once you get clear on that one message, and, and I have a formula for that, how to get to that message. There, there is a formula. I'm, I mean, I'm happy to share it here but it's it's this very simple formula that that is so underused and it's all about it's all about the who the what and the and the why right so who are you speaking to what are you talking about and why is it relevant so for example when i'm in front of a of a let's say a training group or a keynote 
I might say something like, um, I'm here to share, my intention is to share with you the key elements of a, of a structured, engaging presentation so that every time you get up to speak, you look like a leader, right? So I have who, that's the you. I have the what, create a structured, engaging presentation, and the why, so that every time you stand up, you look like a leader, right? So for me, that helps me, once I get clear on that, it really populates the rest of the speech because as I'm creating the rest of the content, I can always look back and say, well, is this story or this example helping me show them how to create a structured engagement presentation so that they stand out as a leader? If it is, well, then we can keep it in. But if it isn't, then we save it for another speech. I like that. And you're not saying we're never going to talk about it. Right. We're just going to use it at another time. Because I know you can get attached to your stories and your tips yeah. and strategies. And like, like you said, you want to help people do a lot of things. So yeah. it can feel like you're taking away, you know, something very, like you're taking yeah. away. And I want that. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you know what? And you and I probably know that, that a lot of the time it may never come into a future presentation, right? But you know, we, it, but it might, right? Let's leave that option open so that people are more willing to let go of it, right? Because it is hard, so hard to let go of some of our content. Mm -hmm. If you could give just one piece of advice to everyone listening today that they could do right away that would help them create a clearer message, what would you tell them to do? Uh, okay, can I, can I do two things? <laughs> Yes. Two, two, please. Okay. Because the first, because for me, it, it really splits into two pieces, like we had sort of talked about before. What you do before the speech and the research and analysis before, and then, you know, once you, what you, what do you do once you start crafting the speech? So before the speech, I would say um, the one thing we need to do is really focus on what value can I provide to the audience? Right. And, and really try to shift the mindset away from yourself. It's not, it's not about what do you want to say to this audience It's about what does the audience need to hear about your message? So it's really shifting the way you approach it and, and approaching it in a way that's very audience centric, that you're looking at them. What do they need to hear to, to make sure that this is a valuable experience for them? Cause if it's a valuable experience for them and they come out very positive, well, I mean, you're, it's amazing for you, right? It's, it's, it's the best reflection on you. So focusing on them is what's going to help you out the most. And then the second thing is once we're ready to craft the message, I think it's really getting clear on that one sentence value statement, that one sentence, because once we can really get clear on what we want to say, we can then build the presentation from there. Um, I think, you know, if I could just go back one extra second, a problem that. You, we were talking before about a problem a lot of people uh, do when they're creating their speeches is they start with the introduction. They start with you know, focusing on, okay, this is, I'm going to start with a quote, I'm going to start with a story, but because their message isn't clear yet, the, the introduction can't really go too far because, because we don't even know what we ultimately want to say. So I say, you know, you, you, you're almost starting almost nearly at the middle of the speech to get clear on that message. And once you're clear on that, then you know what stories or what examples or, or what kind of content needs to go in the introduction, but not before. Could you give an example of what that would look like to start in the middle? <clears throat> in your to start in the middle? Yeah, well, to, yeah, to start your speech as if you're already in it. Just what that would look like. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Um, okay, so 
if you, you know, within, within my structure, you know, it's, it's in a diamond shape, right? So if you're to look at, you know, the top is like the introduction, then the middle is like that fat part of a diamond, right? That's where all of the key points are. And that's where our stories and examples and exercises and videos that they all live there. And then, you know, as you kind of come down to the bottom, that's where we're recapping and a call to action and a, and a conclusion. So starting in the middle is starting almost right before the key points. It's, um, it's getting clear on that value statement because from that value statement, you, you populate what's in the middle of the speech. So again, let me give you this example that when I'm in front of an audience, I'll say my intention is to share with you how to create a structured, engaging presentation so that every time you speak, you, step out, you stand out as a leader. So to do that, I will talk first about um, how to manage your fear of public speaking. Then we'll talk about the elements um, that you need to ask yourself before every presentation and how to craft it. And then we'll talk about the delivery aspects and how to make sure when you're in front of your audience, you're, you're making an impact. So those are three points right there, right? The, the fear, the, the crafting, and then the delivery. So right now I know what the middle of my speech will look like, right? But it's populated from my one value statement, right? It's, it's these, so, you know, in order to do what I'm saying I want to do, these are the three things I'm going to talk about. So yeah. that enables me to start in the middle but, but only before I've sort of established the value of those points. I need to now prove those three points have to be proved based on, you know, my value statement. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, <laughs> yeah, the example makes a lot of sense. And it's just, you're basically creating a roadmap so the audience knows what to expect and you're laying it out for them so they know where you're going. And uh, it reminds me of um, that saying, like, tell them what you're going to teach them and then yep. teach them what you're going to teach them and then tell them what you taught them. Yeah. So they know where everybody's going. So I just want to invite everyone on Facebook. If you have questions to post them in the comment box, we have a couple of minutes left. We have lots of comments. Adrian says um, she's written speeches about how public speaking has really made a big um, uh, transformation in her life. Cecile says she loves the auditioning of the stories tip. Teddy says, this is great. Linda says, audience centric. So brilliant. So thanks everyone for watching. Yeah. <laughs> and also, yeah. And I wanted to say, I, um, I have a, it's just for anyone who's, who's listening right now or anyone who tunes in afterwards, um, I'm happy to give away a copy of my diamond, uh, the diamond, the speech structure, the uh, definition of the terms, both in audio and and written format and a, and a report. I have a report called uh, Nine Tips to Bulletproof Your Presentations. You can just get that if you go over to my website, susannabaum.com slash claim the stage. Um, mm -hmm. I know. Uh, <laughs> just put in your information and, and that will be sent to you. And you'll, you know, a lot of times when people look at that diamond, um, I'll, I'll put it in front of a client and say, okay, now let me walk you through this. And they'll go, oh, it's okay, I kind of get it. You know, so it's, it's fairly self-explanatory, but there are st doesn't mean that there are pieces that, that kind of roll off easily for a lot of people, but um, uh, sending the, the definition of terms also and the audio that, that supports that can help demystify the pieces. So for anyone listening, if you want to just go over to susannabaum.com slash claim the stage and you'll see it right up there. You can, you can grab all those things. Thank you. That's such a nice gift. Let's jump into the lightning round. Question number one, what does success mean to you? Uh, um, 
success. Uh, you know, success, when you work on your own, you can kind of work all the time, right? And, uh, and there are days, and maybe you have experienced it, there are days when, you know, you're, it's, it's 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night and you're still at your computer or, you know, I want to look cooler than I am, but sometimes it's 10 o'clock on a Saturday night, you're at your computer and you're just, you're working and you're trying to fit life in the middle of that. So a successful life for me, what I'm striving for is a, is a little more balance where you have the business, but you also don't feel so guilty uh, if you take a day off to hang out with your kid. You know, I mean, I have a seven-year-old, so he's in and out of school all the time. And, and I'm always trying to rush around, trying to find people to hold on to him while I go to a meeting or something. But success for me is to be able to say, you know what, let's not work today and go to an amusement park. Or uh, let's, you know, I'm not going to work this morning and go to the gym. So it's, it's really trying to find the balance between it all. I, I, uh, it's, a, it's an ongoing, um, <laughs> it's an ongoing, I, the struggle is not the right word, but uh, some days balance is easier than others. But for me, that's really success is, is to be able to have these aspects of your life without, without feeling guilty about the things you're not doing. Yeah. Number two, yeah. why is it important for women to speak up? Because women are awesome. Because <laughs> women are awesome. I, you know what? I, I, but I, it's important for women to speak up. It's important for men to speak up. Uh, it's important for everyone to speak up. You know, I, I was teaching a class, of, um, a public speaking class at the university here for grad students. So they were um, master's degrees and PhDs and postdocs. And here are these brilliant, they were just crazy, you know, post-doctorate and biochemical engineering and, and dentistry and anthropology and all these like brilliant medical fields. And, and they were afraid of their audiences. And here they were doing research and, and such a higher level of education and not speaking about it and not sharing. And for them, I said, you know, it's a crime. It's a crime for you to not talk and not share what you know, but you don't have to be a master's or a PhD or, or it's not a, only for academics. I mean, we all come with our own special expertise, our unique personalities and talents and passions. And, and even from a business perspective, we all can get up there and give a presentation in a way that is, that, that is different because it's better, because it's audience centric, because it focuses on the audience. So we can all stand out and be recognized for, for the awesomeness that we are, but we have to make that decision, right? We have to make the decision to say yes. And then once you've said yes, to go ahead and do the work. Because when you're up there and you're, and you're doing such a great job and, you, and you, know, you know that you nailed it and everybody's coming up to you afterwards going, wow, that was really good. You know, that's, that's a beautiful moment to experience. Number three, if you were given an extra $100 a week, what would you do with it? <sighs> ah. Okay, so I know the right answer, the business answer is, uh, you know, give more money to my assistant to do more work for me, right? But in reality, uh, an extra $100, it would be super, okay, I guess two other things coming to mind. Um, you know, get someone into, to make me a meal once a week, just make me a really yummy meal, you know, with dessert, something that my kid will also eat, you know, something delicious, right, that I don't have to work on it and have to go buy. So I, you know, I love food. So someone took that for me and, uh, and maybe, um, I would save up a few of those and buy a really cool pair of shoes 
that I could stand in all day <laughs> while doing a training that doesn't kill my feet and that they're all, yeah. <laughs> Kind of the diamond approach here. We introduced that idea early on in the in the presentation. Now we're revisiting yeah. it. Again. Yeah. Um, do you have a meal that you would want someone to make for you because you don't like making it, but you like eating it? Oh wow! What a great question. I have so many meals like that. <laughs> so many. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You know, there's a seared tuna. There's I once went to an Italian place. They put you know raisins and all sorts of cool stuff in the path. I don't know. I'm not that fussy. I just, uh, I love, you know, new, interesting, feel free to send recipes. I mean, <laughs> when I hire that person to make it for me, I'll hand it over. Yeah, we need to be ready. <laughs> yeah. um, number four, what is your favorite word and what does it taste like? <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay, good. Um, I think, I think I'll say my favorite word is fun and it's not an exciting word, but it is an exciting word. I guess it yeah. is. It's fun, um, not just because we all like to have fun, but um, because, you know, even, even in the process of, of making, uh, creating your presentation and going through this, a lot of it we can think is a lot of work, right? There's a lot of work. But when you finally get to that stage where you, we're like, oh my God, they're gonna love this. Like, I know I'm gonna, I know this is gonna resonate with the audience. And then you get up in front of them and it works. That's fun. It's <laughs> fun. And then when you're all done, you're like, oh my God, what a rush, right? So it's fun. And what does it taste like? I think, um, hmm, I'd like to say chocolate, but no, I think it tastes more like, uh, uh, do you know what pop rocks are? Have I dated myself? Pop rocks. You know, those little candies, you put them in your mouth and they kind of start dissolving, but sparking like fireworks in your mouth. Like, yeah, they explode explode exactly because because it's um you know they're a little unpredictable um but they they kind of you, you can't ignore them right you're just like it's, it's just um it's a neat sensation <laughs> i guess that's what the fun tastes like <laughs> i love it number yeah. five what does it mean to you to claim the stage um to to deliver a memorable message that um that people will come back to you months or years later and say, I saw you at that event and that made me change something in my life. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I could think back to the conferences I've been to where I've watched a speaker literally just blow my mind. And then, you know, every time there's a, an email or a webinar, I'm like, okay, I'm on. Cause that person, um, is speaking there there was a conference i went to in 2013 and a man named dr john demartini just blew my mind like just and and ever since then just anytime there's a webinar and you know everybody's got webinars and there's always a million webinars to choose from but when i see something come in from my inbox from that i'm there so it's it's that impact you know and and uh a few months ago i gave a speech at a toastmasters group i was invited to go back to a toastmasters group and uh and I gave a half an hour talk and it was a lot of fun, really receptive audience. Cause that's if Toastmasters are, are wonderful and they're receptive and encouraging and, and just friendly, nice people. And I just recently last week got a call from someone who was in that audience that said, you know, I thinking about you because I, you know, I work in insurance. I have, you know, I, I manage like 120 people and some of the stuff you said resonated with me. And I think it's time that maybe we work together because I, I have so many presentations coming up. So I think claiming the stage is really that you, you 
create that presentation that makes an impact that people remember you and, and that they come back to you. You know, it's almost like this wonderful karma that comes back to you with people saying that whatever you said made a difference to me. And, uh, and, and I think that's what, for me, what claim the stage means. Awesome. Thank you. Ooh. So you mentioned earlier that you have, you're going to give away a, a report in the diamond yeah. and they're at your website. Why don't you spell out your website just so everyone knows the right place to go? Okay. Uh, it's S U Z A N N A H B A U M. So Susanna bomb, uh, dot com slash claim the stage. And at the same have a song about that, like SusannaBomb.com. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> That's what I say to myself when I go to your website. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, you know, once you're on the website and after you sign up for that, if you go under um, uh, free tips and videos, you'll see there's a whole series of just two to three minute videos uh, that, that I've put up because I often get asked the, the same questions. You know, how do I manage my fear? How do I find focus? Um, you know, all these uh, elements, how do I choose the right stories? How do I manage my PowerPoint slides, that kind of thing. So there's a whole bunch of uh, videos there, very short. If you, sometimes you may have a question as you're creating a presentation. So take a look at those and they may add a few more insights. Cool. And uh, are you on social media? Can we find you there too? Oh, I am. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Facebook, uh, Susanna Baum. That's, uh, I think, there may only be one of me, facebook.com, Susanna Baum. Um, and, uh, and also my business page, uh, Facebook, uh, Susanna Baum Public Speaking. That's um, my business page, LinkedIn, Twitter. I'm, uh, I'm all over the, I'm not on Instagram, but I'm, I'm on all the others. So there it is. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today and sharing your tips for getting to the heart of your message. You definitely gave us a lot to think about and simplified something that can come across as very difficult and hard to get your arms around, especially if you have a lot to say. Yeah. So thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you for inviting me and congratulations on being named one of the top 15 podcasts by the Forbes Coaches Council. That was pretty awesome. That's how we got in touch in the first place because I read the article and I was like, this is, this is a pretty cool podcast. So um, I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Yeah. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Well, there you have it. My episode and interview with Susanna Baum. I hope you'll check out those cool gifts that she's giving away to help you craft better talks. You can check her out at SusannaBaum.com, which I, I think is so fun to say too. So I'm glad I got to mention that again. <laughs> if you like today's episode, please leave a review on iTunes. It takes about a minute and more people will be able to find the show. And I love making the show and I love when new people find it and email me and say, wow, this is so great. I listen to it every day on the way to work. And I'm glad I found you. So I want to thank you if you've left a review because you're part of helping other people to get more value and learn more about how to be a better communicator both on stage and in their life. And if you're a speaker or you're interested in becoming a speaker and you want to get more comfortable and more confident in front of others, check out my organization, the Speaker Sisterhood. We have clubs all over New England and we also have virtual clubs. So if you want to join and meet other women who are on a similar journey of finding their voice, you can do it from your couch and practice speaking and using our curriculum, The Secret Life of Speaking Up. Go to speakersisterhood.com, click on Club Direct 
directory and you will see all the clubs we have available right now and hopefully you get involved. It's, it's a ton of fun and in March I have a whole series of Speaker Sisterhood members who are giving speeches or recording their speeches in the meetings and then I interview them about them. So you get to kind of get an inside scoop of what's going on in that space and if it's something you've been thinking about, this will give you more information. So as always, thanks for listening and stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time.